everyone, good morning. It's Friday morning and uh, hope you're well, hope your week has gone well and uh, I hope you're ready to be encouraged. This morning we're in the book of Hebrews, we're in a bit of a tricky chapter at the moment. We're going to land with some joy though when we finish this morning. So let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Lord Jesus, we, we do want to honour your word and... We want to do a little bit of digging today. We're, we're going to find some pure gold. Do help us to understand things that are not always straightforward, but we, we want to know you better, Lord Jesus. We want to understand your ways better. We want to know your word. And we pray that you'll help us now. Do us good this morning as we look together at this passage in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, first of all, keep the overall theme um, in your mind this morning what we're talking about we're talking about Abraham this uh, this the, the man of faith and the, 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 the fact that he uh, he held on to the promise despite the circumstances around him and the writer of the Hebrews says we've we've got an anchor we've got the same anchor and uh, it's an anchor that is steadfast and sure it's in the storms of life. It's an anchor that's gone right into the Holy of Holies, right into heaven, the presence of, of God. Our anchor is Jesus. He, he's our, our faithful high priest. And he, he, as well as wonderful promises, he, he is praying for us to keep us. And uh, in all of this, the writer of the Hebrews wants us to have blessed assurance. He wants us to, in wobbly times, in uncertain days, to have blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And so the whole theme of future hope and our confidence in the Lord Jesus, that's what this is all about. And he's writing to Jewish Christians who are probably thinking that, uh, of turning back, oh, do you know, maybe I need to do a few of those offerings. Maybe I need to, am I really covered? It, 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 do, do, should I make some offerings? Should I make some sort of, is there something, should I do sort of observance, Jewish observance that I should make to add to my, make, just to make sure that I'm really safe for the future? And the writer to Hebrews is saying, oh no, you've got Jesus. And, uh, and he draws this parallel with, Mel, the, the, with Melchizedek. Abraham had a very special high priest, Melchizedek. Woo! We have one even more special whom Melchizedek pointed to. That's, that's what he's saying. So let's, let's read on. I'll skim through this a bit because some of it gets a bit tricky. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, the normal priests, um, and indeed the law given to the people established that priesthood, why was there still need for another priest to come? One in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of, not in the order of Aaron. In other words, um, could perfection have come through just the, the, the human priest who he had to make atonement for himself before he could represent the people? And some, we know some priests in the Old Testament, they were bounders. They, they were not godly at all. When the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed too. So the law and the priesthood, they, they were tied together. When, the, when God gave them the law at Sinai, that's when the priesthood began to help people who couldn't live up to the, to the law. He of whom these things are said belonged to a different tribe. No one from that tribe has ever served at the altar. Jesus came from the, he didn't come from the tribe of uh, Aaron, he was a Levi. He wasn't a, uh, he, Jesus wasn't in that line. He was in the kingly line. He was from the tribe of Judah, son of 
David. In fact, as we've already said earlier in the week, he's our prophet, priest and king. It's clear that our Lord descended from Judah. In regard to that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. Some, some of these guys may be saying, what kind of priest is Jesus? Can he really be a priest for us? He didn't come from the tribe of Levi. He was from Judah. What we've said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears. One who's become a priest not on the basis of a regulation, that's his ancestry, you know. In other words, you know, all, Abraham had a, hint, a, a, a bit of a, a glimpse that you needed another sort of priest who, could, who was really of a different stature. He was uh, not on the basis of his ancestry, but listen to this, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. We need a priest who lives forever. And that's the point that, that the writer of Hebrews is making. Priests came and went. They were, they were, it was part of just that whole process, but Abraham touched something more significant. This Melchizedek, who didn't have ancestry, he had an indestructible life. How much better is that? So does Jesus. That's the point he's making. It's declared, you're a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 110. Um, the former regulation is set aside because it's weak and useless. The old priesthood, the old ways of trying to cover sin year after year after year, going into the, the you know, the old priest making atonement for himself and then the people. It's weak and useless. A better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. Oh, this is good. Oh, the, the, the fulfillment, the Old Testament is fulfilled in the new. Jesus was a fulfillment of the, the shadow, the priests representing us before God. But hey, something better, a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. It was not without an oath. Others became priests without an oath, but, but he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, the Lord has sworn and, was sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. There's the oath from, from, from God. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. Now, there have been, been many of those priests since, a death, uh, since death prevented them from continuing in office, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. Do you get the point? Jesus is our wonderful high priest. The high priest, they were doing a holding job. They came and went. They were going again and again, and it was and it was tedious. They were imperfect, and it it was pointing to something better. So some of the, some of these Jewish Christians may have thought, "Hang on, how can Jesus be a priest? He's not from the tribe of of uh, of Levi." No, he doesn't have ancestry. He lives forever. He's even better, and therefore. He's able to keep you permanently, and he's able to intercede for you permanently. He's, he's eternal, he's there for you whenever you need him. He's the perfect high priest, and he's in the presence of the Holy of Holies now. He's in the throne room of heaven praying for you. Oh, isn't that astonishing? Your name being spoken in the, in the, in the courtrooms of heaven, being prayed for, this is astonishing. 
such a high priest truly meets our needs. One is holy and blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike other high priests, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins, then for the sins of all the people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness. But the oath which came after the law appointed the Son who has been made perfect for ever. They are, look, we've navigated one of the trickiest passages in, <laughs> in the New Testament. And I hope it's inspired you with the wonder of who Jesus is. He, we, I think we haven't sung lately, have we? He is enough for me. He is enough for me. He is sufficient. The, the sufficient. The sufficiency of the Lord Jesus Christ is beautiful. He's enough for you. He will hold you. He will keep you. He, he has atoned for you. He's covered all your frailty and sin. He intercedes for you to keep you going. He will bring you home one day. Um, I'm thinking of a Chris Bowater song. Um, uh, uh, what's the first line? Um, by all sufficient one, I worship you. Shalom, my peace. Maybe I'll find it for Monday next week. It's a beautiful song by Chris Bowward. But I can't think of the first line, otherwise I'd try and sing it. <laughs> I'm sparing you that this morning. Lord Jesus, you're our all-sufficient one. Lord, you're everything we need. Everything we need today. Lord, you're our righteousness. You're our strength. You're our peace. You're our joy. You're our hope. Lord, knowing you, it's beautiful. It, it, there's no greater thing. But Lord, we put our, our trust is in you. We hold on to your promises, Lord. Even when, like Abraham, things look tricky in our lives and around us, we hold on to you. We, we walk in peace because we know you and hold on to you. Go with us today, Lord, I pray. Bless us and keep us. Cause your face to shine on us. May we enjoy the wonder of knowing you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Well done for sticking through the week. Hope it's done you good. I may see you at the weekend. Otherwise, see you on Monday. God bless.